to Kulke, a podcast for all generations. Kulke is a Punjabi word. It means to be open or be openly. Here at Kulke, we encourage everyone to listen Kulke, speak Kulke, and think Kulke. I'm Simran. I'm Nimrit. It's Harpo. And this is Season 2, Episode 7, titled Ye Dosti. Today we're going to be talking about friendships and <laughs> everything that comes with it. How we transition throughout our lives from, you know, your playmates in the sandpit to your real life adult relationships with people that you don't see as often as you did in the sandbox, but you love them just as much as you did then. So... To start, let's define what friendships mean to us. I'm going to start and I'm going to say that I don't I don't have many French friendships or like acquaintances friendships. I feel like I just once I build a circle and that person's in my life, like they're in it for the long haul and that's, you know, I'm kind of very firm with that because I think I'm a very I like to love people and care about people and if they want to do the same back to me, that's nice. So I just like to like them all. I don't know how else to describe it. I feel like that's... I feel like the French friendship and, like, can also, like, turn into family really easily and really quickly for me. That's how I would describe it myself. How about you guys? Um, as you're asking that question, I'm kind of just, like, writing down the different categories of friends that I have. Um... I mean, you're, you, the both of you are probably not surprised that I had, like, a lot of friends. Um, and uh, I've always been the kind of person that was able to, like, uh, have very many different friend groups. Um, but just my definition of friendship is, like, I equate friendship to, like, happiness and to mm-hmm. love and to fulfillment and to connection. I am somebody who, like, my chest just, like, spreads with love and warmth and kindness when I think about like when I see the word friendship because for, for me friends are like chosen family you know like yeah. family is something that you're just born into and you can't really get out of it but friends are people you actually seek out as like companions in your life and mm-hmm. so friendship for me is like it's like also like they're my friends are also mirrors you know like they reflect who I am as a person and what I value and what I enjoy um so for me friendship is just like a beautiful concept it it wasn't always like that I think in high school I mean we can kind of go into it a little bit later but in high school I was very troubled when it came to friends um and friendships but now as an adult I I love my friends I love friendship I love the concept of friendship so I think I'm a little bit in between Simran and Harpo I I have had many friends over my life but I tend to make good friends and then keep them for a long while until I transition, I'll move on to the next thing. So I had my best friend in uh, elementary and then my, or three friends in the best, three friends in high school. And then I had a, a set of really good friends at university. And then I moved to Canada and they had children. And I feel I really dropped off my friend group. So my best friends live in England. Um, I don't meet them for maybe sometimes 10 years, five years at a time. But when we get together, it's like we've never been apart. That's how I know that they are good friends mm-hmm. because it's like we've never been apart. Mm. I'm, I'm feeling really uh, happy to say that I've started making friends again because, you know, my kids are older now. I have more time and I'm, I like what Hapa said. I'm able to find people who I can have deep conversations with. I want to spend time with them and I know that they'll be there for me. 
Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I think that's really important when you, like, see somebody or talk to somebody after so long and it doesn't seem like anything's changed. Yeah. That's I felt, such a comforting feeling. I, I felt that way because um, one time I got a question on Instagram about, like, how do you maintain um, all your friendships even with you on the other side of the country? And I was like, it's really, like... That question I actually had to stop and think about. I was like, it, it doesn't feel like any effort to me. I mean, obviously, social media has made the world a lot smaller. But um, I always, anytime I would come back home, I would just, like, pick up and, like, it wouldn't even feel like we hadn't seen each other in a long time. Like, even Sim, like, I haven't seen you since, like, what, September? Like, the beginning of September, the first week before, yeah. right before I left. But it never, ever feels like that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I haven't seen you in such a long time because we, we remain so connected. And I think that's, like, so so incredible that you can just pick up where you left off. Like, I have some friends who I literally only meet for coffee maybe once or twice a year. And it doesn't feel weird. I like that you brought up social media because I think that as much as it can connect us, I think it also allows us to make so many assumptions about people and their lives. And I know I found myself in situations where... There's, I don't know how to even like put a name to this situation, but sometimes you have those friends that you've like not spoken to in a while, but you know, everything's like Gucci and you're fine and it's whatever, like nothing's, it's fine. Right. And then sometimes you're in those situations. And I think I had this a lot when I was younger because I didn't, you know, your brain's still rewiring, whatever you're trying to figure out your life where you're like, oh, if I haven't talked to this person, does that mean that they're mad at me? Or does that mean that I'm mad at them? Or does it mean that we hate each other suddenly? Because I feel like that happened a lot. Was it just me? I don't know. But like, if you just didn't talk to somebody, or if you didn't like their photo, like, you know, it just meant something. Like, there's so much meaning behind these small things that are so meaningless. Like, it's wild. And I think similarly to like moving away, like, I found it really hard. I think I didn't find it hard in the sense that, yes, I have WhatsApp and FaceTime and all these amazing technologies where I can keep in contact with people. But the sense of, like, FOMO was overwhelming for even the stupidest, smallest things. Like, I just really, really missed, like, really, really felt like I was disconnected from Mm -hmm. things that were going on in my family or my friends' lives and stuff like that. And then, you know, I don't really know where I'm going with this, but... I don't know. I think it's just really interesting that as a topic. Well, I, I think I'm thinking of two things when you're saying that is like, so even for me, when I was, when I was away, I often found myself getting really frustrated because like, I just didn't have my homies to like kick it with, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, cause you have certain friends that like, yeah, you meet for coffee and you like tell them about your entire life and then you like leave. And then like next year it's like, okay, what's happened in the, the year since we mm-hmm. last met. Mm-hmm. But then there's like some friends that like, you know, you just like run errands with or they come over and like, you can be like cleaning your room and they'll just sit there and it's just comforting. Yeah. So I felt really frustrated because I didn't have those kinds of homies around me mm-hmm. where like, I just felt like we could just like chat about the deepest thing while I was cleaning. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that came up for me. And the second thing was like, like this idea of like adult friendships. It's like, yeah, when you're growing up and you're in high school, like it is like, well, you didn't text me today or you didn't uh, pick up my phone call. You didn't, re- mm-hmm. you didn't call me back or yeah, you didn't like my picture or like you didn't respond to my Snapchat. I felt like I was doing that even in like early university. Mm-hmm. Um, but then now, I, now that I'm like in this place where everybody's like working and they're grinding and like some people are in relationships, it's like those things don't really hold significance anymore like yeah I have this one friend like we communicate on the phone uh we don't really text 
that's not an issue that we don't text. But if she calls me or I call her and we don't pick up and we don't acknowledge that the other one called, it's not a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, she's probably busy. She'll just call me like next week or something. It's mm-hmm. not a big deal. I think adult friendships are really interesting in that sense because they require effort, but like a different kind of effort. Yeah, I think there's like a performance aspect to this that I find really difficult to do. Like, especially like, I don't know, in the mental health state that I am right now, I find it very difficult to perform for any social interaction, like even just like have getting a phone call from Mossy in England today. I got one. It was so sweet and so nice and it was nice to talk to her. But like the question like how are you is very triggering for me. So the whole like same thing with friendships, like if you have to perform more than with others, like the ones you're sitting and cleaning your cleaning your room, like that's easy and like not as much work like emotionally or whatever. But then the ones where you're like, okay, I have to meet up for coffee we have to go to this place like I don't know I feel like that those those interactions like stress me out and then I don't and then you're so worried about giving off like the wrong messaging because you just can't like talk I don't know it's weird it's weird because like yes adult friendships are more a part of my life now but I still find those little twinges of like weirdness sometimes I don't know so I want to pick up on something you said Simran um because what I found now with my adult friendships is when I'm in that mood that um, I have a friend I go for a walk nearly every week. And so many times I've wanted to not go for the walk because I'm in such a shitty mood. Mm-hmm. But we've talked to each other and we designed it. So I'll, I'll we'll meet and I'll tell her I'm in such a horrible mood that I feel like sitting, you know, <laughs> so, you know, like it's such a horrible mood. And I'm, I'm so afraid that I'll be bad company for you, mm-hmm. right? Because I don't need to inflict my mood on you. And I should be like, oh my God, I'm feeling like this because we're able to be so honest with each other I don't have yeah. to perform with her mm-hmm. I can just be me and she knows how to listen and I'll have my little venting session or I'll have my sad session or my angry my frustration or irritation and then you know we're going for a walk nature is there and suddenly my mood's changed and then she comes and sometimes she says the same thing to me and she says it's I mean such a bad place right now mm-hmm. and, and it's okay because we're honest with each other so we don't have yeah. to perform if I had to perform, oh my God, I wouldn't want to go. I think that's why, I, that's just, just just something that I struggle with is always feeling like I need to perform. No one's like said anything, but it's just mm-hmm. a, so like a fear of being honest, maybe, I think. Yeah, and I think um, the honest truth about friendships is that they shouldn't have to be performative. Like obviously yeah. there's varying levels of friendships, but like, like for me, like the I wrote down like in my categories of friendships, like I have like obviously like my Instagram friends, I have my acquaintances, um, I have my close friends. But like the people that I like really, really like part of my language, like the people that I really fuck with, like I'm mm-hmm. like, you're my person. Um, I don't have time to be performative anymore. But the honest truth is that real genuine friendships don't require performativity and honestly like if you're listening to this if you find yourself stuck in a friendship where you feel like you're being performative or that you are exuding too much energy that you feel like you don't have um and that if it feels like fake like i i personally don't think that's a genuine friendship because Mm -hmm. in in friendships you should be able to ask for space you should be able to take space without explanation like sim should not have to text me and be like yo don't like you know what I mean I don't want to do this I don't want to do that whatever like I feel like I don't know like obviously like I can't be a mind reader but I think for the most part like again like if I didn't pick up your phone call two days in a row unless you're like hella concerned 
um, it should be okay. Like, I, I don't think that um, genuine real friendships, um, they require effort, yes. But I don't think that, like, they, like, like how do I, I think, explain this in a way? I think so, it's, it's that you don't take it personally. Yeah, you don't take it personally. Like, you don't turn around and say, well, you haven't texted me yeah. in X amount of days. And that must mean that either you don't give a shit about me and this friendship or that you're mad at me. That stuff I feel like I don't have space and time for anymore. Yeah. And quite honestly, friends who used to do that, like, yo, buddy, we're not friends anymore for a reason. Yeah, and I think from the thing that I was talking about with the performance, I think for me right now, it's more of a social anxiety than it is and just, like, generally, like, I don't know, doing stuff and interactions. Like, I'm just really feeling quite sensitive about it right now. But it's not so much the performing in the friendship in terms of, like, having to, like, put on a whole mask about it. But I totally get what you mean because it's that's real life things. I think one of the things I'd like to say is when I'm going through a bad time, I want to isolate myself. Oh yeah, for sure. Me right? Because I'm hurting or I'm going through a bad time. I don't want to inflict myself. Sometimes I don't even want to inflict myself on my own children. I'm like, yeah. I'm in such a bad mood. I don't want to go say anything to them. Mm. Right? Because I'm going to ruin their mood for no reason. And so what isolating does though is it leaves you in your own mind. Yeah. Right. Running around in circles. And what I have found at the times when I reached out to my friends, they said, you know, actually, it's not that bad. Just come out, meet me. I'll listen to you for half an hour, 20 minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes. And my mood changes. Mm -hmm. Actually, there is a way with friends where you can, you know, in the in the in the leadership model that I've done, it's called recovering from other like, you know, we try to isolate ourselves so that when we feel fine, we'll venture out. But you can actually go be with someone, speak with them really honestly and be vulnerable and not feel judged and be able to recover. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an, an angle to friendships that I want to talk about. It's like, it's the it's that the part around companionship. So I know there's a lot of adults in my life who don't have friendships, who don't think friendships are... Um, what's the word? Like there's no value to friendship. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I was taught that a lot growing up, right? Like, well, like friends don't matter. Friends come and go, like, it's not a big deal. You don't need them, but they're not speaking from experience, right? Like people don't have friends. That's why they think they don't need them. And I think like something that I've noticed in the last few years is also like, uh, the, the lack of friendship, uh, amongst, men in my life mm-hmm. um right like women we gravitate towards friendship a lot we have like you know we go on friend dates friend vacations blah blah, blah. but men don't really like they have friends but they're not really close with them yeah and I think like and they reserve it for a special partner right like mm-hmm. I feel like um a lot of men don't open up about their feelings about their emotions they reserve it for like a partner in their life so they go their entire lives sometimes like looking for that and like being really isolated and lonely and so many times in my life because of who I am I've had men um who are friends open up to me about stuff and I'm just doing it as a friend because that's what I'm used to doing Mm -hmm. but they will misconstrue my um support or the space or the warmth that I offer them as romantic or intimate yeah and see that's where I think the that gets fucked up because men don't know how to be be in platonic friendships with women then yeah or that at the same time like because they're saving it for that one person or they they like there's there's a, a an attachment between that like compassion and support and the romantic relationship and they don't have like a separation from that so then 
on the one hand, you don't know how to be in a platonic relationship with women, but then at the same time, if you have a partner, you're throwing all everything at that yeah. one person. And so if you have a problem with your partner, who are you going to go talk to about it if they're your only friend? You're and if yeah, and if yeah, you don't talk to your parents or your siblings or your friends of, of that in that same honest way that you do with your partner, then you're stuck in your own head and you don't know, like, how are you going to figure anything out? I think it's hard for us to speak for men. I think we're oh, sure. saying things that we have heard, uh, which are true. But I think in, a, in many cases, it's just what I've seen or, or witnessed is, you know, the way bro- boys are brought up to not show their feelings. Mm-hmm. You know, to be manly, to to bottle up those feelings. And so, you know, they're kind of living the life that they've been kind of formed into. Yeah. Right? Totally. Yeah. And I, for one, am so glad that as a woman that I can have these friendships where I can be really open, vulnerable, honest with my feelings, not be judged. And we can scream and laugh and cry hysterically and then laugh hysterically and dance and eat a stream all at the same hour you know mm. that's the range we have and mm-hmm. it's just the most fun hanging out with my friends i can relate to that because i posted uh, an instagram story last weekend and i kept it was with my friends it was my my three best friends and i uh, the caption that i put was it's a celebration every time that we link up. And I swear to God, it feels like that every single time we get together. It feels like we're celebrating something because we have so much fun together. We've been through so much together as a group. And like every time we come together, like the energy is always elevated. I have so much love for them. And we just we're, we're so compassionate and understanding. And like we've called each other up in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. bawling our eyes out about the same boy who broke our heart again for the 70th time and we're still listening and go to work the next morning you know like that's the kind of friend circle that I have with with these other three girls and I just I I swear to god I love them to like death you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like I love being in a girl gang I love friendships I will say that again and again Mm -hmm. I think what we've been talking about so far has been healthy friendships yeah. And so when you're in a friend's group where there's equal giving and there's equal receiving. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I've, I've had places in my life where I've had friends and sometimes even family members where it feels every time I talk to them, it's like they suck my energy. Mm-hmm. Right? And so there's no give and take. It doesn't seem like I'm receiving anything. I'm just giving, giving, giving. And, and those are the ones, and I know we wanted to talk uh, about this is, you know, how do you set boundaries even with your friends? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you say no to people who are who are just not working for you anymore? Or mm-hmm. I feel like our intuition is so strong. Like, every person's intuition is there. Like, there's this gut feeling you have. But sometimes it's hard to trust it. Especially when it's about, if it's about, like, people who you love and are in your life. But they're sucking the life out of you. And you don't know how to deal with that. And you don't want to face the fact that that might be happening to you. Um... I think the hard part is, well, the thing that I have done in that situation is paid attention to, and I don't know where I saw this or read this or something, but I was, mom, maybe you said this to me, I don't know, but like to pay attention to how you feel when you leave a situation with that person or when you have an interaction with that person, like after it's over and you're like, by us by yourself like how do you feel do you feel good do you feel bad do you feel anxious do you feel sad do you feel frustrated like how do you feel 
And I think the the only way that I was able to wrap my head around the fact that a, a certain relationship was not good or not beneficial for me or equally beneficial for both of us and like in the same way, even though you love that person and care about them, is to pay attention to that. And I think the the feeling that came up for me the most was anxiousness. I was very, very anxious. Anytime I knew I had to interact with this person or um, like just nervous, like if it just felt like a really like fluttery, like hyperventilating type of feeling. And I didn't know that that wasn't normal, that you don't just live like that all the time. It's, and I think I've had that in a few relationships, but I noticed that that kind of anxiety has really calmed down in me since letting go of those friendships. And I think this is the thing we were saying about transitioning different mm-hmm. friendships, because, you know, when we're young, we might be friends with a person, but then you grow apart, you grow differently, you have different values. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the there's a part of me that wants to be loyal to that person yeah. forever. It's kind of yeah. like, you know, this is it. And the realization that actually that's not healthy. And what you're saying about intuition is so important here, Simran, Mm -hmm. that why not listen to that part of you that's not happy or that's screaming a warning sign at you. Listen to it early, not Mm -hmm. just in friend friend friendships, but in romantic relationships as well, in any relationship, even at work. I think the fear is the the intuition. Yeah, the fear is always like rejection or conflict or those things that you don't, like the messy, sticky things you don't want to deal with. But in reality, like, the, the earlier you approach that conversation the with as, as much, like, calm as possible is what's going to save it in the long run, in the sense. Like, the, I don't know. Sometimes they all end up being train wrecks. You never know. I don't think I've had a smooth one in my life. But with practice, maybe it gets better. I think yeah, that I think- with, it's, it's, it's a few things. It's, it's the transitioning of friendships over time as you grow up and like you recognize this isn't okay, this behavior isn't okay. I think also like when you're in high school or at least when you're younger, there's this, I think the, like the, the, maybe the idea that you get in your head or the model you get in your head is that because we were so alike for so long, we have to stay alike. Does that make sense? Like that you like yeah. the same things, you do the same things, you act the same way. It, it's hard to break those cycles. It's hard to change. But people don't stay the same for, you know, how 80 plus years you're on the planet. You don't. This is just not the way it works. So how to create the boundaries between like love and like healthy love and compassion and support for people versus healthy love and compassion and support for yourself and that you can still be loyal to somebody and support them, but also be loyal and supportive to yourself and not allow it to cross the boundary into, like, I don't know, toxic toxicity or something. Yeah, I want to speak to that because I definitely experienced that very, very, like, intensely this year where I really had to choose myself over a friendship that just wasn't working anymore. Um, and like, quite honestly, like that doesn't mean that the love diminishes or the care diminishes or that if this person was to call me right now and be like, I need your help. Like I wouldn't do it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I would in a heartbeat. I still would. Yeah, of course. Um, I think like sometimes like it's also, um, what you said auntie is like, we're talking about healthy, like, you know, mutual friendships, but sometimes you can have like unrequited Requited, is that the right word? Like mm-hmm. friendship too, right? Where it's like there's no reciprocity in the friendship. 
where like you feel like you're giving, giving, giving. And it's not that the person doesn't love you, but it's just that they, they're just takers and they're not really necessarily givers. And I think in that instance, like you really have to question like, okay, have I given all that I can possibly give to this friendship? And if the answer is yes, and it's not working for you anymore, like it's okay. Right. Like I think sometimes I, for me personally, like I feel like I get very guilty in that, like, Oh, well this person needs a lot from me. And I, as a good friend, I have to keep giving and giving, but you, you have a threshold for everything in your life, including relationships and friendships fall under that banner. And you're so right. Then sometimes it's just the boundary is, putting your foot down and saying like, Hey, listen, I love you, but I, st- I can't give any more than I can possibly, mm-hmm. uh, than I have possibly given already. And mm-hmm. that was really what had to happen for me too. And I think also sometimes like distance and space is a good thing for relationships because you can come back with clarity and not come back with resentment. And if you feel like you're constantly uh, resenting your friend or that it's not like a conducive relationship anymore, then perhaps it's time to like step back and be like, do we work or do we not work? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that it's okay if it doesn't yeah I think that's what we get caught up in right like if we've been friends through all these things and we've done we've 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 had all these uphill battles and you know we've been a roller coaster we're meant to be friends forever because it's supposed to be like that I think that's how people are with relationships too right like mm-hmm. oh I've been with you since grade nine and we've been through everything together and I think we should just stick together because at the time we've invested I don't yeah. know if you watch sound like that but you know um I think like what really resonated with me was when you were, I don't know which one of you were saying it, but um, you're going to morph. You're going to keep changing and like Mm -hmm. more and more, you're going to keep coming into your own and you're going to be more and more aligned as you get older. Hopefully fingers crossed. Some people don't ever get there, but for the most of us, let's hope we do. (laughs) As you get more and more aligned, a lot of people start to fall off in your, in your circle and that's okay. Mm -hmm. I think what's key here is as you get clarity or get aligned or whatever you want to call it is, you know, be open and honest with your friends. Don't expect it just from them. Yeah. Say when things don't work for you. Because if you don't, if you if you complain to other people, that's a request you have made of that person. Right? So, you know, be open, be honest with what's working and what's not working. Because sometimes when we're scared of conflict, we don't voice things, but then we start getting resentful and all sorts happens underneath the rug. So just yeah. just be transparent. Yeah, definitely. So we've talked about a lot of things today, a lot of different aspects of friendships and relationships. And I think that the biggest takeaway for me is that they're very important. As hard as they can be, as you know, difficult and how much time you need to put into it, they're hella important to at least my like life in general. <laughs> like I, I can't can't live without them you just can't um so let's end this on a high let's talk about something that you've gotten from a friend or given to a friend that has more meaning than is describable but try and describe it (laughs) (laughs) i love the way you said that i want to i want to share so so I just want to share a story. Um, it's something around what you were saying, Harpo, that friends can actually be closer than family. When I was going through a very difficult time, the divorce, I had my friends from the UK reach out to me and offer me real tangible help. And I hadn't even spoken to them for 10 years. This was before we had phones and WhatsApp and all that stuff. 
we had not even spoken for 10 years and you know and they reached out and they offered real tangible help during that time i shall never forget i shall never forget how they sat me down and said you know <laughs> you're going through our, and, the, and the words they used and the love that they showed and they were going through their own life right they had young kids they had responsibilities but they reached out to me from so far and i can never forget that that amount of love shown to me by another person so that's friendship it's true even 10 years they were like yo we still care about you yeah totally and in a very like i mean i don't want to say exactly what but it's a very very tangible way mm-hmm. it's not just oh you know we'll help you <laughs> Like, how are you? Has a conversation where you have to perform that you're fine. It's like a... No. Yeah, real. We got like you. Real. And they sat me down. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, it's been... Um, there's a few things that come to mind. And I don't want to talk about specific things. or Because I, I think that would... It would do injustice to, like, all of the things that they've done or other people. But I think um, for the people that are closest to me in my life, they have really seen me grow and they've seen me change and become who I am today. And a lot of them were there, like they were just there through the ugly of it. You know, whether that was me being ugly as a person and as a personality, as a person who occupies this body, um, or whether it was through the uncertainty of not being able to see it through the hard times of like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. I don't know if, you know, like it was really a hard, insecure place to be in. Actually, it was Sam. It was, it's examples like this, right? So like when I first started my blog, um, somebody said something to me and I didn't say anything back to them about the blog. And Sim was like, Sim was there and Sim was like, well, I don't think you should say that to her, because she's trying something brand new and it's a vulnerable place to be in and she's feeling a little bit insecure and she just needs a little, little bit of guidance and support. And so we should be nice. And I think that kind of sticking up for me. Yeah. Sims me? Looking, I said that? Looking at me. Yeah, you said that. And I'll never forget it because Damn, I don't even you were that. able to put into words how I was feeling in that moment. And that's just one anecdote of many of like people like you who have been there for me while I was trying out new, like new things, you know, like new versions of myself, um, trying out really, really bold, brave things like an Instagram page, a blog, moving across the country, you know, like now in this new job that I'm in. And I feel like through it all, I've always had my friends, like if I was doubting myself, they all saw the potential in me. And that to me has been the most beautiful thing, like the sharing and the liking and all of that stuff Mm -hmm. doesn't mean anything when it, when it's people who are sitting in front of me telling me like, yeah, bitch, you can do it and you're gonna do it. There's no secret. I think that, what I took away from what you both said is that there's, and which is something that I value is action and the way that people behave with you. And the people who are closest to me in my life have always done that. And I could literally cry right now just thinking about them just as humans. Cause they're just so lovely. <laughs> and, um, that, you know, they'll even just sit there and be like, I know you're not good, but I'm here and you're going to be good and it's going to be fine. And just having even that much is insane. No matter how far away you are, no matter how close you are, no matter if you've talked or not talked in a really long time or if you have a clue what's going on in their lives right now, it's just those people. And yeah, I love it. 
I just um I'm get I'm, I'm crying as well <laughs> because um I just I remembered the day that I hugged Sim the first time I saw her after you came back I remember yeah. that hug I like literally didn't want to let you go and um, I think the way that you're speaking to it and the feelings and emotions that you have right now I think those are the kinds of friendships we need to aspire to and those are the kinds of friends we need to be to other people totally I love that that you said that yeah I know you guys make me cry (laughs) because that is is so beautiful you know like that is from the heart that is like loving from the heart no judgment and just Mm -hmm. being there for another person and you know what? If your friends aren't making you cry, like some friends are making her cry, yeah. you need to get new friends. Get new ones. That on that. <laughs> <laughs>